There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for rotten treasure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rotten Treasure. Oh, God, we watched uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell, and with me, as always, is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hi, Jim. How are you? Oh, fine. <laughs> How are you, Kai? <laughs> Why are you mad? You should be happy. We're having I'm, a good time. I'm not mad. I'm fine. We're doing this episode. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm really excited to talk about a movie that I watched. I fucking love this movie. And so does at least half of our guests. <laughs> who I'm gonna bring Wait, we have in. guests? We have guests yeah. too? Yeah, I'm going to bring them in, and they neither of them wrote an intro because uh, we forgot to give it to them, but here we go. <laughs> All right, no, uh, less, no less than three sentences per intro. Like, you need to oh, go I, in. Yeah, oh, give me some details on, here. Uh, he's Kai's former roommate and a member of Daddy Issues, and she's my girlfriend, and I love her. It's oh. Nate May and Rachel Paul. Oh, my gosh, that was the best intro ever. We've got relationship dynamics. we got love on the podcast already. <laughs> Love is in the air. <laughs> we did this before the episode started, but let's just do it again, I think. Uh, how are you? We're going to pretend like we haven't checked in with each other yet. <laughs> Nate, <laughs> Nate hey, how's it going? Hour. Nate, how are you? <laughs> wow, I gave a really long answer before. The short of it all is like, I get shit done, and I got shit done, and I feel good about it. Woo! Yeah. Hell yeah. Rachel, what did you accomplish today? <laughs> <laughs> I, I accomplished closing out the month closing out the quarter and now it is on to vacation time so oh, yes. very excited get it Yay. Yeah. sorry i just turned on a, a desk lamp and it was way bright <laughs> i thought it was gonna be you're like illuminated like an angel <laughs> jim is an angel i what don't know his treasure but it oh just looks like you're about to ready to read us like a it, it looks like you're gonna pull a book over and read us a story. It does all of a sudden have that vibe. I knew you had a book. Why would <laughs> Why wouldn't you have a book right there ready to go? Uh, this is my copy of the Andalite Chronicles. Uh it's a Animorphs book. Oh my See, gosh. Every year uh <laughs> every six months they would release either a, a megamorphs book which was a book that had all of them uh narrating it or they'd release a chronicles book which was like uh the history of their universe and i'm currently reading the andalite one uh oh, yeah. which is the history of alfangor the andalite that gives them the power to morph nice yeah that, all your silence <laughs> is exactly the reaction <laughs> that is hold on let me ask you this. What is the ideal response from each one of us that you want? <laughs> I didn't really give my response yet. Sorry. <laughs> no, your response was silence. And that it was, was okay, exactly right. It was not just silence. It, I was just th thinking about the fact that they separate <laughs> the narrative portion of the storytelling and the world building portion of the storytelling. And I love the world building parts. And I feel like that well, would be kind of awesome. Well, uh, uh, I'm going to put a pin in that real quick. But... They don't like. There's also world building within the books. These these books are just strictly world building. Uh, the Chronicles ones. These are the ones where they go in the past and none of the Animorphs are in it. 
I mean, that sounds amazing. I love that personally. Yeah, but you kind of need context for them. Also, Nate, you'd probably love. I hear the Elemist. I haven't gotten there yet, but the Elemist Chronicle is literally just world building, and apparently, it's insane because it's like the idea is there's this Elemist, and he's basically like a god. But he's not exactly a god because he comes from a race and he treats the universe like a game, like a video game. And there's like rules to the video game that he has arbitrarily kind of made up. I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet, but apparently it's crazy. Okay, we'll get there and tell me about it. Okay, that's like 50 books from now. But yes, I will get there. (laughs) Okay, it's fine. But in 50 books from now, whatever episode we're on, please don't leave the fucking listeners in suspense. Like... (laughs) 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 <laughs> update, okay, you know, like don't just hold on to that information. No, it's juicy. I'll get there. But uh you did mention world building. Nate, have you ever read the Lord of the Rings books? No, no, I have not. You kind of would love them because yeah. it's strictly world building. He describes trees for like an entire chapter. That's all it is. But like he describes trees that are important to the world. I mean, yeah, I mean, if if you're gonna describe trees for an entire chapter in a, in a book <laughs> they better be they better important. be fucking important yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of like oh they met in this clearing in the woods uh, the with the woods with the gnarled uh uh, uh wood uh and, <laughs> but the clearing that they're in is actually the clearing of the original ent moot which in which they would all meet and they lost all the ent wives and then it'd be like pages and pages of that and then you go oh by the way mary and pippin are there and they're doing an ent moot and then that <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the story happens. He, there's like in Lord of the Rings, there's probably like a hundred pages of story, and then nine hundred pages of world building. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I don't think I've thought of the split like that. But I know a lot of people have complained about the way it's written. But if the stuff other people hate is actually just t- uh, like ultra purest world building, I might like that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and you can tell a lot of it is like uh, you would probably even love the the Silmarillion even more because that's basically a textbook about the Lord of the Rings. I just learned about that today, and like because we're right at the beginning of the episode, I just want to give a shout out to Emily because she's definitely listening right now. She's been listening to your podcast for a long time. Oh, sure. my absolute best friends, and I was like, I want. <laughs> I want your hot takes on this movie so I sound more intelligent. And uh, the, she was telling me that the, how do you say it? Silmarillion. Sam, Sam Mil- <laughs> the Wait, say it again? Silmarillion. Silmarillion. Sil- 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 Don't worry. The Vermilion you got Bridge, it. The, yeah. yeah, that one. That, I'll paste that what book? Jim said over what you said. Just so it sounds flawless. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, the Silmarillion. <laughs> the I'm, I'm talking about the Milli Vanilli over here. Uh, same and same. <laughs> what about a, it? it? It exists, and I think that's really, really cool. And apparently they made, like, bad choices from the content of it for the hobbit uh which like you know that's cool (laughs) maybe yeah rachel you read the books too right yeah they were my favorite series for a while i was gonna say did you like the books because i like i know we love the movies because we watch them but oh my goodness they were so good honestly i love the hobbit over um the lord of the rings Mm. um books better I just lo- honestly, like you know this, Jim. Like I just love the dwarves 
they are just so endearing. And the fact that we got like 12 of them in the Hobbit and like, we only got Gimli who is just a little slice of heaven and like the books, you know, like I just want more dwarves. So He's a little yes. bit of a dick, but yeah. No. <laughs> like, uh, best dick. Yeah. He has so much chutzpah. Like, Oh, he does. Yeah, but he has so much pride. So much. Uh, like, he's like that, you're, like, he's, like, Fonzie level of kind of just like, I don't know how to say I'm wrong. All right, I'm cool. I don't know how to say I'm wrong, but I'm cool. He is so cool, though. He's absolutely spot on. Wouldn't you, out of all of the characters, wouldn't you want to be his best friend over, like, and besides Legolas, obviously, because we're all <laughs> mad crushing on him. But, you know. As okay. I put it, the pretty femboy. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, he's one, on my list of people I would make carry my stuff. That's the dynamic I want with him. I don't want him to love me. I don't want to date him. I don't want to sleep with him. But I will make Orlando Bloom from this movie carry my shit, follow me around, ask me for what I want, and say yes. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nate, what were you going to? What were you about to say? I, so I never understood the attraction to Legolas because I just never had it as a as a younger self. And I, that, I, I, okay. I don't. I find that impossible because you have pointed to everyone in uh, the comedy community and when I'm attracted to them, except for one person whose name I'm not going to reveal on, <laughs> on, a, on a podcast. Wait, okay. wait, can, no, no, no. Who is it? And then we'll dub over it with a celebrity name. Oh, sure. It's Will Smith. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It sounds so flawless. It's like I didn't even edit it. Great job. All right. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, I do have a wide range of people that I am attracted to. I find this a good quality. However, Legolas as a character has never been that for me. Uh, the, I don't know. It just it just didn't happen. However, rewatching these movies as an adult recently, I <laughs> not I was less interested in. Legolas's like physical features and I was like oh this is a highly capable man who yeah. is who is like protecting people and I just want him to take care of me but I kind of just want him to like make me dinner he doesn't have to like hunt orcs like I think he would make like, a really <laughs> excellent like even just like like a lasagna it doesn't even have to be a great meal I just <laughs> wait lasagna is a nice meal I think so, but like it's not complex. I, I almost said souffle, and I was like, "But that's not what I want. I just I want him to do something normal, and I think he but would excel at normalcy." Lasagna is kind of an easy meal to make, though. But it takes like, forever because you have to right? do the layers. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's funny you say that because I think Legolas would probably be an awful cook. <laughs> he he gives off this vibes of like, I'm terrible at cooking because I don't care. I'm only gonna make lumpus bread. That you know what I that you know especially with food specifically, I think he probably doesn't care because it's like food is fuel kind of deal. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know what normal thing I want I want him to do or like ooh when we're going on a walk, he's the one who's gonna do the directions. I feel like he'd be good at directions. Well, yeah, yeah because um, he can see very far away because uh, Legolas, what the your elf eye sees, and then he goes, they're taking the hubbers to Isengard! And then <laughs> the wrong place. I just, I just want to take a second and honor the fact that based off of everything Nate has said and everything I've said, can you understand why Nate and I were on and off roommates for like five years? <laughs> we're on the, I'm on the same page. <laughs> you better tell me where to go. I'm tired. I've had a long day. You tell me where to go, Legolas. Come on. Shoot whoever... Arrows, it gets in my way. I'm tired. <laughs> I want to point out that 
clearly all of us are attracted to Legolas in some <laughs> kind of way because uh, Rachel, would you like to tell the listeners how we met? Oh, it was so romantic. So we it met on... Legolas. <laughs> it does. So we met oh on Hinge. And I used to have like really long blonde platinum hair and like I overdid my brows a little bit and they were like a little dark. So I had this picture of like me next to Legolas or Orlando Bloom as Legolas next to Stephen Colbert as Legolas in like a trifecta. And then that was the photo that he like commented on and that's how we started talking. And now here we are over a year later. That's so thank you, fantastic. Lord of the Rings and Legolas. <laughs> mm-hmm. I happen to, um, I th- I think I happen to have been reading Lord of the Rings at the time. You were, too. yeah. When I met yeah. you, like, <laughs> you were getting through the last one. Yeah. This is amazing. Like, right? this is, let's hold space for this, everyone. <laughs> Listeners, take a second. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Well, I'm glad you're here. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, oh, that's thanks, that's awesome. Know. We should so hit up I'm Orlando Bloom is... and at least thank him. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I clearly am very attracted to Legolas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I could I could do without like the all bright. Like I I don't like a lot of bright. Like too bright is too much. Like he's very he's too shiny. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the movies are very dark, especially this mm. one, because they're trying to emphasize the darkness of the world that uh, Sauron is creating. Uh, so he sticks out like a sore thumb. That's one of my favorite things, though, is like, I think part of the reason in the movies they make him so bright, along with the other elves that we see, is that they're literally like space aliens and like i don't think i appreciated that the first time i watched these through because i've actually only watched the movies twice once was all the extended editions in a row and that was an adventure and then the second time was like this time um and i I, while watching i was like wait are the are the are elves aliens i think they're aliens and i i love that kind of though you know uh because they are kind of treated as aliens and they're also they also have to leave because magic is dying so like they have this energy of like i'm sorry but i have to go back to my home planet because where they're going it's like kind of got secrets you got secrets it's like (laughs) keep your secrets um keep them because i haven't watched any it's my first time jim don't if you got hobbit information keep it to yourself I don't think it's in The Hobbit. I, I'm struggling because I don't think this is true. And I am I guarantee there's some, like, uh, Lord of the Rings person who would be like, actually, no, what Jim is saying is not correct. But I believe the Undying Lands are essentially uh, where the elves uh, originally came from. Uh, so they have this. Uh, so what I'm saying is they have this energy of, like, I, I'm sorry, I have to go back to my home planet. Mm. Now that my job is done, which that's what Gandalf does yeah. at the very end, too. Wait, does he go back to heaven or does he go with the elves? He goes with the elves and the un- the Undying Lands are essentially heaven. Gotcha. Okay, because I was confused about that because I was like, is he just going along for the ride? Or- Wait, what's Frodo doing? I don't understand. Why is Frodo going with him? We're going to talk about the ending, everybody. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so... 
The only people who are allowed to go to the Undying Lands are immortal beings because okay. it's essentially their way of dying. Yeah. Uh, and also ring bearers, which is also why Bilbo went with him too, because mm-hmm. anyone who was a ring bearer was allowed to go, which technically, if you want to get real technical with it, Samwise uh, uh, was a ring bearer for like five minutes, but he doesn't count. Mm. Well, also, he didn't want to go because he had his wife and like 19 kids at that point. Yeah. With one of the four women characters that have names. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I felt the same way. We just did a fucking franchise where I didn't give a shit about the end with Hunger Games, where it's just like, and then they lived happily ever after. And I felt the same fucking way about this. I was like, I don't care about you, Sam. I'm going to get so much hate what? for this. I'm oh, so yeah, you're sorry wrong. I said that out loud. Wow. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Anyways, Ooh. keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Let's avoid the hatred towards me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate Sam? I don't hate him. I just don't care that he got like a picture perfect life for exactly what Jim said, which is just like a write-in character for like just the benefit of him just being like, and then he lived ever happily ever after with. Uh, oh, what? Uh, what? no, 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 no. Well, Sam well, is the Sam is the hero. He's the yes. hero. He's the one who gets the hero's journey. He's he's the <laughs> one who receives that. He's he's the reluctant. He's Bilbo. He's the reluctant hero at the <laughs> beginning who slowly over the course becomes a brave man. Uh, Frodo has a has a story of a downfall like he because he returns and nothing will ever be the same again that's why that's another reason why he has to go to the Undying Lands is because he's constantly in pain from his stab wound at the Weathertop also I thought that Frodo was kind of like a I think it's a great Gatsby where like holding Caulfield is not holding Caulfield who's the Nick Carraway he was the main character but he was just like there to narrate you know he didn't have anything interesting happen to him he was just surrounded by interesting people who went on crazy journeys and did crazy things it's like it's kind of the cast of lord of the rings and then literally lifted frodo up the rest of the way and was just like yeah i'm awesome this is my fucking story yeah i saw Uh that at the end and then smeagol bit his like little finger off so (laughs) he didn't even throw it in you know yeah oh i will say though kai you'll see it when we watch the um the animated versions Mm -hmm. uh in the books, it's way less like climactic because they get into a fight, uh, Frodo and Smeagol over the ring. And then in the movie, Frodo is so pissed. He's like, I got to get my ring back. And he goes over and then they like push. They push each other off the edge and then they have to like get back over in the book. Smeagol falls off by accident. He's just like <laughs> dancing. And then he just like is like, yeah, yeah, it, the ring is mine. Oh. And then they got, and then Frodo and Sam are just standing there, like, "Oh, that problem solved itself. Let's uh, let's leave now." I mean, I can see why in the animated thing it would be that way because it's a little bit more violent in this movie, including actually the clip you sent me, uh, which I watched today because I didn't watch the extended version. Which is, uh, what's his name? Sauron? What it is? Saruman? Yeah. Salamander. The two villains of the movies are yeah. named Sauron and Saruman, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. He dies. You sent me that video of him dying. And, like, it was, like, pretty, like, gruesome. Like, it was just, like, and, yep, you get a propeller guy death, fall all the way down. Actually, no, one orc got a propeller guy death in this movie where it's just, like, falls down for, like, fucking forever. Did anyone see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, anybody who doesn't understand propeller guy, Titanic, anyways, you've been listening to her every single one of our episodes. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our loyal fans <laughs> that listen to every episode. <laughs> the one where we talked about the propeller guy. Like, uh, friend Emily. Trained. Oh my God! Yeah, thank you, Emily. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yay, Emily! No, Emily. 
No, actually, Nate, since last time you told, I, I remember, you, last time you told me that she was listening, I'm actually still, I'm surprised she's still listening. I'm like, wow, retention. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be, to be fair, I haven't asked about like when the last episode she watched, she listened is, but the, th- the thing is, it's really fun is like, um, <laughs> we know we're on air and everything, but like, you know, when, whenever, whenever like, you know, you're alone and want to hang out with people, but can't like this, apparently this is a good podcast to like, just feel like you're in a room full of fun people. And I think that really fills that gap. Aww. Like in a really nice way. Wow. Thank this you. It's a very Emily. wholesome. Yeah. Episode. That's nice. Okay. But speaking of Emily, I want to give you one of her hot takes because hot damn, this was my favorite. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Gandalf, right? great character but like he's basically like an aimlessly wandering pothead and he's just like dude this guy should rule you now like the whole world he should just like rule all humans that's that's cool right and they're like yeah no that's a good idea we like this well see the thing about gandalf is he's not really a wizard yeah 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 i know he's got like some higher being nonsense but that's not the character that he plays right he's not like oh i have the power of the gods and i would like to assert that on humans he's just like dude you got a joint like that's his vibe (laughs) he doesn't really have this like big powerful thing that is his like thing with the hobbits specifically that's why he's obsessed with the hobbits is he's like yo these guys know how to fucking party (laughs) oh oh my god i gotta hang out with these guys a lot more (laughs) i will question whether some of that has to do with the fact that you know that ian mckellen fucking parties (laughs) so like part of it might just be the association with ian mckellen being like oh this guy fucking gets it (laughs) he knows what's up I'm not really sure if he does actually. Do you think he does? Do you think him and like fucking uh, Mr. Patrick Pro- Stewart. Patrick Stewart just fucking rage? Is that a thing? Yeah. They seem really fun. I mean, yeah. like, do you rage like a celebrity and get to be that old? <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> maybe they don't. Well, to be fair, both of those guys are also uh, 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 Shakespearean actors. So, like, I don't know how much they get to party, but I also don't know how much Shakespearean actors get to party, you know? I don't know. Shakespeare's plays were pretty lit. Like, pretty pretty wild. I do get the vibe that both of them probably take their acting very seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Oh, did I, did, you, did I ever show you the clip of uh, Ian McKellen getting asked how does he do acting? Like they were, someone was like, "Oh, how do you get into character?" And he went, "Oh, it's very simple. Uh, here, watch this. Okay, I'm Ian McKellen right now. Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen. Uh, action! You shall not pass. <laughs> Cut. Okay, I'm back to being Ian McKellen now. That's how I get into character. It's called action. <laughs> oh." It's such a funny clip. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a really great actor, is what I'm saying. I'm still proud of myself for calling the fact that he wasn't dead. Honestly, but it's easy because you just do that for every character in this movie. They're like, oh, they might be dead. You're like, they're not. And then you're right every time. <laughs> Kai did do that. Kai did, and I I tricked Kai a little bit, but I knew I didn't really trick them. Um, because Kai was like, uh, so. Gandalf is dead. No, I went, yeah, Gandalf the Grey is dead. 
He will not return as a character. <laughs> oh, Jim. Yeah, and Kai was like, yeah, uh-huh, I'm sure. Uh, whereas the listeners would be like, he's he's technically right. <laughs> Hold on, you mean Emily? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start calling out the people we know sometimes listen. Kyle, you know. <laughs> yeah, Mike, thank guy. you. Noah, thank you so much for listening to this episode, finally, <laughs> although it's been like a month and a half since it's been released. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. My sister... And her brother, her brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, <laughs> uh, her husband. Oh my god! And of course, Rachel, the list the five people you've told to listen to this podcast that listen every single week. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, this girl I work with, Meg. I told her to listen. Oh shit! Okay, I was just kidding. I didn't. <laughs> she, I, I was just saying, Rachel some... actually actually had some people uh, uh, start to listen to our show because of her. Awesome. All right. Well, let's Damn. list every one of their names and replace them with celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all five people that Rachel got. Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. And Will Smith. <laughs> uh, I should have said uh, uh, Jaden Smith. Ah, whatever. You know. <laughs> Live next and learn. time. Next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, next time I say Will Smith five times in a row. <laughs> I mean, he's come up quite a lot on the podcast already, so. <laughs> Kai, could you just replace places. everybody's, could you replace what everyone says just with me saying Will Smith? <laughs> so it's just a podcast of people being like, Will Smith? Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith. Oh, God. Yeah, I can do that. No problem. I got you. Thanks. All right, Rachel, I got to ask you again real quick. Um, yes. So you talked about it for a minute. I need you to help mm-hmm. prep me for the next three movies I'm about to watch. Because you said you have a preference for The Hobbit. I don't know if you mean that both movies and also uh, the oh, written. No. no okay. okay. The Hobbit, the book, is legitimately my favorite book ever it brings me so much joy i've read it like 19 times over the hobbit the movie is so bad they try to make the dwarves sexy Mm -hmm. and it does not work and it's like no 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 what are you doing like i don't know it just makes me very angry because it's like they're not even like they're sexy for human standards they're not like dwarf sexy like gimli's dwarf sexy you know like I don't like the. I don't know. I'm very upset about it. That was the thing that really pissed me off the most. So. They start over-sexualizing kinda... the dwarves? Is that what They happens? do, yes. They try yeah. to make, like, a dwarf elf romance that was never there. And I don't, I don't know. It was just very strange. It was uncalled for. Like, yeah. they added sex appeal in, like, the wrong way. I, I will say, though, that, uh, yeah, I've read, I've read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, too. The Hobbit is a lot better um, because mm-hmm. The Hobbit has... It's a it's a kids book, um, first and foremost. So it does have a coherent story, and he doesn't kind of like wander around the world. There is a lot of like, uh, they just it's kind of a lot of like, oh, and now here's the chapter where they get in trouble with some spiders, and then here's mm-hmm. the chapter where they all go in barrels and they go down a, a waterfall. It's just fun. Yeah, it's so but fun. Like, but it's all, and also the narrator which is J.R.R. Tolkien is very whimsical and he Mm -hmm. like jokes around a lot. It's very, it's a very funny book to read. Um, Whereas when you read Lord of the Rings, it's kind of more clinical where it's like it, the narrator is telling you things in almost a 
in almost a textbook fashion. Mm. And then you get to the Silmarillion and it's just straight up a textbook. (laughs) (laughs) Slow progression. You're starting to make uh, like like the things like the things I know about the people that were really into Lord of the Rings from my high school age. Like it's starting to make sense. Like I, <laughs> I don't know if that is mean to any of you who are listening, <laughs> but like I get it. You were just like, I need a whole world. This is fucking dope. Like I need a like. I, I think a lot of my friends that like happen to really love this were just like, please get me out of this high school. Please get me anywhere. <laughs> And this is fucking dope because it's such a fucking giant universe of information. Um, so yeah, I haven't seen that, but I've I've watched YouTube videos about how JR Token spent or J A J P W J P Morgan Token. You spent a lot of time putting this shit together. Like it's a lot. There's actually a book on the shelf behind me that y'all on on skype here can see somewhere in there where is it it is over uh i don't know it's one of these books um is not important to the audio listeners <laughs> no i like it no <laughs> wait hold on no 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 nate take the time to point out exactly which one it is <laughs> if you could just describe exactly what you're seeing right now i i, I found it it's so if you look at the the squares it's on the bottom <laughs> you're just pointing you're you're pointing and the, no one who, who's listening can see you pointing yeah could you describe the situation them, you're telling them that i'm pointing they're building a visual in their mind i've got one of these okay listen people i also I've want to point out ikea shelves the one that's four by four cube it's black, okay and there's lots of books on it and then some board games too listen i did this wild thing where i put i put a second ikea shelf on top of it because i have really high ceilings so there's one that's two by four and i put it on top of it look how tall this thing is look i'm gonna move the camera just use yes. your imagination people use your imagination everybody. Move the camera oh. who cares? think of a four by four ikea shelf and then add eight more cubes just no necessarily yes. okay above it. it's a six by four bunch of cubes what's it the point great. nate what book are you talking about so now, now now that i have world built for you uh <laughs> J-R-R-M-J colon sample uh, token Michael style. Michael Jackson is part of this? <laughs> I, I, uh, I wanted to point out the book that I have on there, A Gateway to Sindarin. He wrote a whole the whole language, right? And like this is the book that is then like recreating a lot of it and showing you like how to read and write it, what the words mean, the grammars, which I never got all the way through, but I wanted to learn that in high school. Even though I'd never read like read the books or even seen the movies, I was like, Elvish sounds dope, and there's a real version of it, and it's his, and it's only real because he made it real. Well, based on the call-out I've given to all my friends from my adolescence who love this shit, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you all right? Kai, you've lived with me for far too long. You know the answer is no. <laughs> I think I I feel like the perfect fantasy book for me would be a book where they tell the story, basically just a story, but there's like little things in the world kind of thrown in. And you're like, uh, what was what was up with that? And then there's a companion wiki, and you go to that wiki and you read about uh, the thing. I feel like that's perfect for me because that's exactly how I feel whenever I read uh, like a fantasy book that has too much information going on. Where I'm just like, just tell me the story be... and I'll. Do it later. Do you want to be the only person of your friends that bothered to read the wiki so you have the fun facts? Yes. Well, I mean, that's technically what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you read the wiki? 
For Lord of the Rings? Yeah. 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 Okay. That, that makes sense. To be fair, Rachel I, also wrote the wiki. Well, you read it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you read Lord of the Rings before I read Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't read the wiki before you read the wiki to me. It's time for a bedtime story. On the first page of the Lord of the Rings wiki. <laughs> You you joke, but this is how a lot of our bedtime stories go, is him looking things up and then reading them to me. And I really appreciate it because I learn a lot. But then I like thought about it. I was like, I learned so much through Jim because he researches all this stuff and looks it up and then I get to be part of it. Yeah, I guess. I, OK, scratch that. I, I, I guess the perfect uh, version of uh, a fantasy novel is a fantasy novel where like things happen. And then what happens is you look at that and go, what does that mean? And then you call your crazy friend who knows everything about it. <laughs> and you go, hey, what was up with those trees? And then he's like, oh, man, those are actually been around since the first age. I don't know why Alex Jones is the guy who knows everything about Lord of the Rings. Oh, is uh, he the frogs one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I think Treebeard is full of shit. We, we really need to be looking into the uh, into the Palantir. That's where I get all my information from. <laughs> oh, I like that you look things up. Thank you. Yeah. I was really hoping that sentence was going to be, I like that you do an Alex Jones impression, but you're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was also, I think, spot on. So, good job, honey. Thank you. Proud of you. No, I appreciate that you look stuff up, too, because I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> this is just because for 20 years I've been obsessed with Lord of the Rings. So oh, and just the movies. I don't even like the books that much. Look. Really? No. Like oh. I said, it's too much world building for me. I, I just remembered I heard about this thing on the How Did This Get Made podcast where there was this where there's this guy who since he was like. Uh, something like seven years old he started like creating this world uh that was like a fantasy world that is like getting bigger and bigger but he never was able to write it down so it's all in his head and the way that he lets it out is like every once in a while he has a he has almost a party and then everyone asks him questions about That's the so universe. cool and he like just spills out as much information as possible and it's it's essentially like a little bit of lecture where he's like, okay, so this happens, and then this happens, and this happens, and then someone goes, um, wait, what? Who was that one guy? And he goes, oh, let me tell you about that one guy. And then he like goes through the entire history of that one guy. And I was like, that sounds super awesome. That sounds so fun. So and who's it, gonna it can, build the universe? No one. It's just like the interesting thing about it is it's just that's it, like. It's never going to be written down because it could never be a book because it'd be way too long and mm -hmm. it could never be any other like media. It has to be just this guy spouting out uh, information. <laughs> well, it's like an oral history kind of deal, but like an oral fiction. Yeah, yeah. That was exactly what Jason Manzuka said. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop encouraging our listeners to listen to that podcast instead of us. <laughs> I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> yeah, that's because they do a good job at talking about the movie, whereas we just kind of are like, oh, you, you ever listen to this one podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, is that the the one where uh, they were doing the room on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I, was, I showed you that one. That 
That was really good. And yes. that's the only episode you should listen to from that podcast and it then come w- right fucking back to this podcast. Oh my goodness. They were so excellent. They're all very, very funny. And then it was right after we watched The Room, like the original movie with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Tommy, yeah, not yeah. Tommy. And then You're tearing me apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched the uh the Franco version of it and then we listened <laughs> to the podcast. So we were like totally roomed out and we were very in the zone and ready for that that episode. It was excellent. I appreciated their analysis. Boy. Chef's kiss. If you ever get a chance though, we accidentally did this. Uh don't watch the the version of the room that's on YouTube. Oh, There's two yeah, versions on YouTube. Sensor. One of them is the good version, which is <laughs> The entire movie is there. I guess I'm putting good in quotes because there's no such thing as a good version. Um, but one is the good version with everything intact. And then the other one is the same movie with higher quality. And also they left in all the sex scenes. And one of the things about I want to watch room, those sex scenes. One of the things about the room is all the sex scenes are like five minutes long. And oh, there's two God. of them in a row immediately there's a part in the movie where you're 15 minutes in the movie and two-thirds of the movie has been sex scenes okay so i i have i've tried multiple times to get past the first like six minutes of this movie and i have not succeeded i've wanted to jump out the window both times I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it i'm gonna be one of these cool kids who has opinions about the room and then i i'm not one i'm not cool I'm skip not the sex scene Skip the or, sex scenes. That's that I didn't even get to the be- sex scenes yet. That's so, the part I wanted to jump out the window for. I think yeah, it really. also helped because we were exhausted because we'd just come back from like cleaning Jim's old apartment and we're like, oh my gosh, okay, we just are dead in the brain. So I think it was perfect timing where it was like, okay, I can recognize that this is not a good movie, but it kind of makes sense in the state that we're in mentally and emotionally right now. Uh, so. Also, I want to paint the picture a little bit further. Uh, we were sitting on a blanket on a hardwood floor because my couch hadn't come yet. Okay. So we're just in, we're, we're not only are we exhausted, we're also in constant pain because we're sitting directly on the floor. And then we woke up the next day and was like, oh, I'm sore. Maybe I'm getting ripped from walking an hour to his house. And then Jim's like, no, I'm sore too. It's from, it's from laying on the floor for like three hours. Like, don't get <laughs> Well, now, get excited. after lifting your couch into your apartment by yourself, yeah. you're going to be sore on the couch. So that's nice. That's uh, Yeah, I'm very excited for that. By the way, Wayfair, don't do it, you guys. <laughs> hey, Jim, we do we, we humor me. Will you, will you tell everyone my joke that I made about Wayfair? I don't remember it. It was so bad, I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, was it that wasn't Wayfair? Of them? No. Was that it? Way fair. More like way not fair. (laughs) Oh, Oh, and then I said, fuck you. Yeah, I remember that. Fuck you is now a new thing uh, on the podcast. I'm just going to say fuck you to our guest. I said fuck you to Ross. (laughs) Ross, who's a very, very funny comedian. Uh, Ross made... One of Ross's things that he's actually really good at is puns. He actually is very good at making very funny puns, which is very yeah, difficult is. because most people are just like word association with puns where they're just like, oh, these two things. Uh, boom. Got it. OK. But he actually says funny things when he does it. Uh, 
this was not one of those times uh, because <laughs> I'm not gonna re- I'm not gonna redo it because you can just listen to that episode. But uh, it's stupid. But Kai said fuck you to Ross, which is apparently a mean thing to say to your guests. Like I'm not supposed to just be like fuck you <laughs> to the guests I that come on the podcast. A beloved thing where you... guest too. We love Ross. Yeah, I know. I, Ross, I love you. You're a great. You're, you're a dear friend. I'm so grateful that you came and hung out. And I, I can't wait to see you again in real life. But also, fuck you. Like, fuck you. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of things like that where you say something that's like endearing but they don't get it like i think i don't is it a philly thing i don't know but i started doing a lot of like that's so stupid as like Mm. as like a compliment for how beautifully dumb of a thing you just said but i when i say it to my family they just look at me like what I (laughs) i think that might be more of like um I think that might be more of a comedy thing because especially for okay. us specifically, we're like, oh, that was stupid, which means I enjoyed that because that was very funny because stupid humor really gets me. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's the it's the dumb things I watch. Uh, one of my favorite things is TikToks where like a, a guy is sitting on a train and then a door slowly opens and then like just bops him on the head. It's like it's that stupid shit that always gets me. <laughs> But I don't think everyone else in the world shares that when you say that's stupid. They're just like, it is? Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Oops. My bad. Well, equivalent to that is like when I tell people to be safe in Minnesota, they're just like, why? The whole state is safe. Yeah, yeah, people say be safe all the time. They're like, all right, be safe. Here, I say be safe. And I see people be like, concerned. <laughs> and so it's like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. What's going on? <laughs> be safe. Hear that Are you going to kill me now? The city. Yeah, be safe. I put spiders in your purse. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, you're right. I, should... I like that. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to carry around plastic little spiders? Like little big ones? That ones that like... like the little the little Halloween rings, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 exactly. no, 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 no. We're talking about real spiders. Oh. Are in person's purse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they actually did that on the Impractical Jokers where they tried to get somebody to... T- Here, here's a reward. Take these spider eggs, like, for returning their wallet. Oh, wow. I, I don't remember if they did it or not, so that was not a very good story, but... <laughs> I figured out that apparently there is a great tarantula migration in the, south, in the Southwest. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Welcome back to our regular segment on the podcast. Nate says spider facts, which is something that happened last time he was on the podcast. So I please, Nate, go I on. really Keep like spiders. Going. They're so great. But okay, way, no, folks, I if you want to hear more spider facts, go back to Aladdin, King of Thieves, where Nate tries to defend that that's the best Aladdin. Anyways, oh. Nate, what were you saying? <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, so so but I learned from my boss because she was going on vacation. I mean, she was on vacation this week to uh arizona and they were like oh be careful it's the great tarantula migration <laughs> i was like wait what well, so if any of you live near a great tarantula migrations because apparently it's like three states long like i want to know about it hit us up i want to hear about i want pictures tell me about it that's uh, this 
this story makes it sound like the spider version of Jesus is about to be born. <laughs> uh, Obviously. Like, they're migrating so that they can get their census done, and then there's a pregnant spider out there who's going to be in a barn, <laughs> and, and three wise spiders are going to show up and be like, some myrrh. I mean, how do you know that doesn't happen? Like, there's so many of them going places. Like, uh, Spider Jesus is probably real. I was going to say, do you think that they, you think that spiders have, like, the concept of religion? I think their brains are probably too small, but if they could, why wouldn't they? You know what else has a spider in it? Lord of the Rings. Shelob. (laughs) (laughs) Does it? Okay. Yeah, you remember when Frodo got stabbed by the spider? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, how could I forget? Look, I try to block out as much as these fucking long-ass movies that occupied my life (laughs) as much as possible. (laughs) I... Have a shitty memory, which everyone who listens to this podcast knows. <laughs> um, I'm so glad I've forgotten as much about these movies as possible already. <laughs> no. You know what? You know something I discovered this time around watching it. Um, it so many people mad. <laughs> Peter Jackson is uh, arachnophobic, and it really fucking shows when she lobs on screen because that's the scariest spider I've ever seen in my life. Uh. And I'm not like. I'm not too squeamish when it comes to spiders. Like, you see them and you're just like, uh, either they're friend or foe. And like, when they're foe, you just step on them. It's it's okay. Unless I'm in Australia and then there's those birdie and spiders. And then I'm like, uh, I want to die. But, um, Ooh, or oh camel goodness. spiders. Those are great too. Do you, why do you know so much about spiders? I thought you were kidding, but you're serious, aren't you? That's, oh my God. Sorry. I'm not grossed out. Oh, it's great. <laughs> okay, so if you if you go on YouTube and there's like three channels that I really like about nature videos, and if you go to all the ones about spiders, they have literally all of them have been watched multiple times because I just like. <laughs> <laughs> so they know they're fascinating. I actually I feel I feel bad, Nate. Actually, just so you know, during my job where I clean people's houses, I vacuum up spiders all the fucking time. That must be nuts for them. I don't do it intentionally, but I'm like, gotta get all these spider webs. Oh, whoa, bye, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) That's gonna be a wild ride. Like, (laughs) I would imagine they live. I mean, if you spent your entire time in a vacuum bag for like a couple hours and then got dumped into a trash, you probably live, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think it depends on if you're a spider who can live uh, from that, which uh, is something that I learned from. The Animorphs, because they oh sometimes will uh, they will sometimes morph into spiders, and then they'll be like, I don't think I can make this jump. It's like 50 times my height. And then they make the jump. I love it. I think this was a fact that I put on the last one, so it's a repeat fact. But the, the jumping spider, it pumps blood into its legs instead of using muscles. Its heartbeat actually makes it jump farther. I was going to say that was the one you said last time, uh, but... The my mind couldn't figure out the fact, and it just kept saying it turns its blood into steam, and that's how it jumps really quick. <laughs> you were like so it, beca- it becomes like a steam engine, and like it just goes. What, was I the only one that were like when? Okay, when they got out, well, they were like, okay, cool. I'm no longer on the spider. I'm outside of the cave. Was I the only one that was like, oh, good, spiders don't come outside of caves. No, I did too. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, is it over? 
And then Jim was like, no, it's not over. <laughs> yeah, the spider's going to come out of the cave. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, what are you doing here? <laughs> it was, yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was also very unsettling with how she was stabbing him with her, her butt needle. Like, mm. I don't know why, but I was like, this is making me uncomfortable. So uh, I think that might be like an innate um, like survival thing. Where you're, you're like, your, your, uh, your monkey brain goes, oh, <laughs> uh, I, re- I know those from uh, past generations of myself. That's bad. So I'm scared and unsettled by the thing that mm. is a real problem from my ancestors. I, I feel very bad for our ancestors if they had to deal with a giant spider with a pointy butt. Yeah, it's why things Oof. taste bad. Oh. Really? That's why, like, poison, like, burns. Because... Sorry, go ahead. That's our body going, you don't want that. I've I've never tested that theory, and I didn't realize that poison burns, but that is very interesting. I just heard a fun little thing where um, there there are monkeys that live in areas where there's so many mosquitoes that they need, uh, uh, a mosquito repellent and what they do is they found out that there's these millipedes that secrete this thing that mosquitoes hate however the monkeys are all basically allergic to the to the goo and mm-hmm. it like makes them what? it burns them and like makes them go out in hives however uh they it's still better than getting bit by the by the mosquitoes because the mosquito could like give you like malaria or uh-huh. uh or it could get like sepsis and whatever i don't know if sepsis is the right word there but uh <laughs> so what they do is they take these millipedes and then they like squeeze them and rub them on themselves and it, they burn and they scream and they're like uh in pain but they keep doing it because they have to get the mosquitoes away and wow. some of them will actually bite the uh the millipedes which burns their mouths and then uh rub it on themselves but so uh, since they've been doing this for so long, wouldn't they have like started to adapt and like their bodies would have built up like the resistance over time? You'd think that. But I guess not. But that Maybe, was like, the we end don't of the Hank Green video I watched. So that's all <laughs> I've got. Oh, well, we I, have I have a matching. A I have a matching fun fact where the lemurs. Mm-hmm. I think I told you this, Jim, where the, the lemurs bite the centipedes to get high. Yes. And then they just let them go and scamper off and like they don't kill the centipedes. They're like, yeah, I'm just here to have fun and party. So fuck yeah, lemurs. I'm with you. (laughs) Is that I mean, I'm imagining that's parasitic. Like they're just like, I want your fun juice. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, That was not like a God. You both are killing it. Literally. I just want everyone to know their their quote was in the last Three minutes. You both are killing it. <laughs> they just the want to the episode. Their juice and say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Nate. I apologize. We can't say that. <laughs> you were saying. But like, what if it was symbiotic? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe that centipede needs to get sucked up or something. Like, it just needs a little, little sucky suck, and then it's like, yeah, now we're good. It probably doesn't. It's probably crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, that, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay this whole time though i have been looking up to see if there are any real spiders with actual like stingers or spikes on the back and i because okay, i've never cool. heard of them but i'm not an no. expert 
I can't, I cannot find a single spider that has like a stabby do on its butt, which, you know, that's not the Trevor term, but we're going to call it a butt on this podcast. I mean, to be I, fair, I just can't. There's dragons and elves that are apparently aliens. At this point, spider with stinger on their butt. All right. I mean, we're not even going to talk about how big it is because, like, can you imagine how much food it would need to eat? Like, think about how much food, like, an elephant needs to eat. This is an elephant-sized spider. It needs to eat so much food to maintain its body mass. That's ridiculous. Whatever. It Apparently, these far-off caves are full of really juicy meat. So, What are we talking about, though? Good. Like, how many people would this thing have to eat based off its body mass, if you had to guess? Like, daily. <laughs> yeah, Nate. Let's mention hobbits. <laughs> Hobbit. Hobbit. Factor in that hobbits are only about halflings, so they're only half the size of your average human. But wait, wait, okay. don't wait. tell me how many halflings. I want to know how many human beings you think this way. Wait, wait, wait. Different for orcs, though. Is that I was going to say orcs have higher body mass. Orcs usually are larger than humans by probably like okay. three hundred pounds. That's not true, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> she canonically eats orcs because. Uh, uh, Spiegel says that at oh, one point. Okay. He right. says, because he, uh, he says, oh, she'll want to eat the hobbits because all she's been eating is orcs and they taste disgusting. And like hobbits are like a little appetizer, like a little, like they're just like, yum. Yeah, also, well, in comparison to... How the orcs taste? I, I, remember that time he ate that fish? Like raw? Oh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's eaten mm-hmm. a, a, an orc in his day. He's yep. he's six hundred yep. years old. He knows what an orc tastes like. Yeah, he I definitely mean, does. You've seen the orc's teeth. If that's an indication of their general health habits, <laughs> they're probably not very tasty. <laughs> they also have black blood. Yeah, that's rough. Actually, I don't like that. Black blood in any movie has always bothered me. I'm yeah, about that. I think that that might be because if you see if you see blood in your stool and it's black, that's bad. <laughs> Thank you for warning all of our listeners, including me. Wait, Jim, have you seen black in your stool? No, I, I've seen blood in my stool, though. And when I tell a doctor about it, they always go, is it black? And I go, no, it's red. And they say, good. If it's black, you have to, you need to tell. <laughs> like, like, when you, like when you talk to an undercover cop, like you got, you have to tell me. Uh... <laughs> I look, you have this low down secret, like secret between you and your doc. You have it's, to tell me. But it just keep it's me updated. Illegal if you, it's illegal. You know, it's illegal if you have black blood in your poop and you don't tell me about it. In, okay, Nate, are so you doing I, math? You're doing math. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay, so, you know, you know how you said you like to make friends and look things up. Yeah. I looked things up. Okay, so oh. the thing that I was basing this off of, which I realized was wrong, is that you know, <laughs> an elephant eats up to like 300 pounds a day, and I was like, that's so much food. But then I was like, plant energy is so much different than than carnivore energy, and I was like, I don't know what the largest carnivore in the on the planet is. What do you think the largest carnivore is? I know now. Oh, 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 oh! I would have guessed. Uh, a blue guy. whale because they eat krill oh i i don't hate that guess but no it uh that's not what came up it might maybe that's right maybe i'm wrong but you know i really like that guess now i want to look up more things anyway what came up was a polar bear and i was like yeah that, that makes sense that's a very bar a big like eats like straight up meat meat yeah. um i'll use that as a as an estimate um and this spider is probably what like two to four times the size of this of this polar bear probably of, like yeah. a big polar bear anyway Polar bears can eat like a lot at a time, 
They can eat up to 20% of its body weight at once, which like, just think about that for a minute. Like that's, that's an obscene amount of food for yourself. Um, but it doesn't need to do that all at once. So do it though. No. I get to my body weight in one night. No problem. I remember there was like this, there was this kid version of Mythbusters that used to come on at like 6 a.m. Uh, when I was like 13. And at one point, this guy came on. He was like, has anyone ever told you you eat like a bird? And I was like, no, I'm, I don't live in the 40s. Um, <laughs> and then he was like, well, they shouldn't because birds eat two to three times their body weight in uh, every single day. And I was oh, like, wow. OK, you but that's cool. However, <laughs> you did the thing that you you disproved a fact that I didn't know was a fact until you told me about it. Like It's like the lemmings thing. I never <laughs> knew that lemmings jump off of cliffs until I heard the fact that they don't jump off of cliffs. And I was like, okay, neither <laughs> do I. What, like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> it was like a, did you know lemmings don't jump off of cliffs? It was like, cool. Let's get so on by, with our lives. <laughs> by my clear, like, uh, mathematically sound estimations here from just like quick Google searches. I'm basically saying that because a polar bear can live off of a a single 120 pound seal for a week, I'm thinking the spider just needs to eat one or two people a week, and it's probably good to at least survive, if not be you know full all the time. And that's actually I, that's believable. I think I'll take that. And if it eats orcs, they're they're they live nearby and they're kind of dumb. That sounds fine. Next door, there's a door. The like, <laughs> they go down a hallway, uh, and go to a door, and that's that's the uh, I think it's uh, Kira Thungal is connected to it might be Minas Morgul, whatever that tower is is connected to um, Shelob's lair. So they go through a door into Shelob's lair. I don't know why they would ever go in there because well, it's just like oh, they... here, I'm going to go into the place that kills me. What if it's well, like they, they clearly thing. like was that. What if it's like a hazing thing? Like, oh, you gotta to be a cool kid, you gotta go through the the big spider cave, and if you live, then you're in. I don't think orcs have the concept of cool. Well, orc they have cool no is chill. Probably a thing. Do orcs have the concept of religion, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about a universe though where God exists, like. <laughs> and his name is like Iluvatar or something like that. I'll, I'll look up the name of their god. Are you trying to tell me that God doesn't exist right now? Oops. My uh, this podcast brought to you by uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Savior. <laughs> 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 oh yeah! Uh, everyone is simultaneously doing the up, down, left, right. Is that what it is? Yeah, the DDR dance. <laughs> uh backspace back no uh r1 r1 no, two, no, i don't know what no, it is what they're is doing it? the konami code right now <laughs> yes. uh no i love that you did the math to try to figure that out thank you so much honestly like i suppose one to two full like sized humans on average like five to like five six uh it's probably reasonable to eat for that spider i hope they feel fulfilled i mean i don't i'm trying to remember because y'all probably pay attention to movies better than i do Weren't there a bunch of skulls inside that cave? Like, th there was definitely, like, feasts upon feasts inside that thing. Like, Smeagol must have brought a lot of humans in there. Or orcs. There's also a lot of birds. Okay. 
I'm just trying to think of what this thing eats because like if like Smeagol's like oh her you know like as like an afterthought like someone he hasn't really helped out with this feeding situation for quite some time so I just don't know where else like it sounds like you said there it's like a dining hall down the way it's nearly not that hard but Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this this is a common thing brought up in uh, Lord of the Rings forums uh, which is there's a part where one of the orcs says meats back on the menu tonight <laughs> um, why do orcs have a concept of a restaurant well no no well, they have totally... a concept of a menu why wouldn't they because they they order beer they go to bars they go to like you know do joints they? that well where are they okay what is the okay they're all going to like drink and like they do drink in like kind of inns whatever the fuck you want to call them no, no, they're all like hot. singing Oh, orcs don't. Yeah, We're right. Orcs. orcs live in Middle Earth, which is a disgusting place where the air is poison and so is the water. Like, yeah. But I'm sure an orc I, or two has gone into town and pretended to be a hobbit and just been like, hey, <laughs> I understand the concept of ordering they, drinks and hanging out. The, these <laughs> horribly deformed creatures are going to be like, yeah, I'm a hobbit. And no one's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who looks completely different than everyone else in this room. Oh. Saying it's a well, possibility okay. they've heard about it. Here's a here's a hot take there. What about what if these or this particular orc is actually like one of the more educated orcs and knows about menus because of his like travels through war and is making a really interesting and educated joke to the person he's about to eat, being like, "Hi, I know your culture well enough." to like say this joke about you eating, eating you no know? no no he says beats back on the menu to all of the orakai also i believe it's an orakai who says it which means he was born a week ago a week ago uh, he was born okay. not, not too long before that scene that's fair that i yeah i'll, I'll concede um, are they born by mitosis? Is that what's happening? Are they just like, mitosis. what's going on here? I don't understand. They come from eggs? What the fuck is going on? Aren't they just like shoved out of the earth in like a big like mud pit goo thing? Yeah, yeah. Rachel is ac- Rachel's actually the most accurate there. <laughs> Hold on. Which I learned in eighth grade was learned, was like called mitosis. So like, here we are. <laughs> Don't we all experience mitosis? Isn't that just cells, uh, like, splitting? Nate? I'm not sure I experience it because I don't personally split in two. (laughs) Yeah, but didn't you when you were, uh, like, conceived? Like, the... The if sperm I didn't went into the egg, and then it, like when I was a blastocyst, sure, I was 128 you, cells. You still experienced it. It's still you. <laughs> no, what is experience? <laughs> Just because it happened, All right. I experienced. I guess we can kind of get into when does life start discussion oh, right now. Oh, so I'm gonna get off the subject. <laughs> okay. yeah, no, time. I'm gonna stay off the subject. Time, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm getting off the subject. <laughs> no, no, I want to say it. It's really fun. This I heard an opinion that I thought was really good about the start of life because I didn't realize that there is a point in cell growth that you can't become an identical twin anymore. Like you, it's just not possible. Oh shit! And so there's a professor who was like, "Oh, you're like your own self once you pass that point." Because before then, you could actually be two people, and we don't know that. And I thought that was really unique. 
Do you think we all just do like assignment? Like when we're in the womb, we're like, yes, <laughs> I <Made> would. <laughs> I don't have to yeah. deal with uh, another person out there who looks exactly like me. And then people run into you at a restaurant and go, Carrie. And then you go, that's my sister. I don't know who you're talking about. Doesn't that um, already happen with you, though, Jim? Everybody thinks that they see you everywhere. <laughs> it's true. Everyone does see me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm God's uh, uh, identical twin. <laughs> I'm like that scene in The Matrix where they see all the people who are exactly the same. I did know you, Jim, for like a pretty significant period of time. And I walked up to someone and I was like, hey, Jim. <laughs> I like touched his shoulder and then he turned around and it wasn't Jim. And I was like, hey, sorry, man. And he's like, that's okay. A lot of people look at it all the time. <laughs> I yeah. would love if it was Jim wearing another similar but not Jim mask and then just pulled it off afterwards. It was like, ha, 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 ha. I like the idea that I'm doing that uh, uh, like to hide in public as if I can't hide in plain sight already. <laughs> <laughs> and it works with his friends, right? Like that's the best part. Like, oh, like I take off the mask. I'm like, how did you fucking know, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> I have a, uh, I have two twins, uh, kids that live upstairs from me. They're like four, and they seem to be having a blast having a buddy. I don't know. I've never. I think I like. We, I think we've. Uh, none of us have twins. Uh, that is a fact. I actually know about <laughs> two of you, Rachel. You and I haven't talked about whether you have a twin. <laughs> No twin, no twin. No twin. No twins here. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm guessing everyone who's never had a twin is always like, I wonder what it would be like to have a twin, right? Like, I mean, you, you don't think about that, right? I knew a lot of twins growing up, and they always were just like, yeah, it's kind of just like having a sibling that you're just really close to. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you left left-handed? Nope. Uh-huh. Are you about to wait, Nate? Are you about to say the thing about the the theory about yeah. left-handed people? With yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go for it, go for it. No, no, you said it's... Hey, you're the guest here. Yeah, tell us, Nate. What do you? What <laughs> lies do you want to spread amongst our no, community? No, no, this is listeners? a great theory that I love. Go ahead. Yeah, I love thinking about this, but I don't. I I don't even care it's if not. it's true. I just think it's fun. <laughs> There's no way it's fucking true, but it's the best thing ever. Go ahead. I, I know. Right? It's just, okay, so there's this uh, this is, this is thing that happens in real life where identical twins are often mirror twins we're like one is right-handed and one is left-handed and like things about them are identical but they're backwards and so there's this theory that left-handed people are actually twins where the right-handed person got like reabsorbed into the placenta and was just like boom i needed to i'm just not there anymore and and you got a left-handed person but they're all previous twins in the womb or they were like so small that they didn't get it and they're all like half half of a hole and and here they are left-handed people Oh, is it like the the Us movie where they have like the shadow verse and the other? Yes. Right. But yes, you that you <laughs> what you're saying is kind of correct. However, the the other twin isn't born like the right-handed twin isn't born and then like stuffed underground, a la that episode of The Simpsons where they find Hugo in the attic. Wait, hold on. My ADHD is all over the place, Nate. You're telling me that every lefty has another one that didn't make it. This is the that's the concept. Yeah, there's a thing that happened uh, and I'm I'm butchering the story and I hope I get it right. But there was a guy who had a kid. Uh, he had sex with his wife and they had children. By the way, if just in case you were wondering, that is how babies are made. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think they had to get like a paternity test for the kid. 
uh, and then they found out that he wasn't the father. And they were like, what the fuck? And she was like, well, what the fuck? I only had sex with him. Like, this doesn't make sense. And it's not like what's going on. Then they found out that like he had absorbed a twin and it was his it was the twins DNA that was going into people into the mother, not his DNA. So like it technically wasn't his kid, despite the fact that it was his kid. That's wild. But not an identical twin. I'm blown right? away. <laughs> well, uh, we don't know if they're identical because they're. But if it's a different dead. set of genetics, then it's not identical, right? Oh, they, they... yes, you're correct. What I love is that I can't hear di- uh, DNA, and probably for quite some time because we did the Jurassic Park run without being like Dino DNA. Dino <laughs> DNA. <laughs> <laughs> We're so like, out of kids. That, that gen- I'm that... here to tell you this horror story about this man <laughs> who's got teeth in his stomach. Oh, that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, that's gnarly. I like that. Yeah, yeah. He had, he had like he, he had a ghost fetus sperm. Oh, wow. I really hope I don't have that problem. Although I I don't know why I'm going to bring this up on the podcast. I'm 34 <laughs> years old, everyone. I want everyone to know I'm very excited. I think I'm going to get a vasectomy within the next couple of years. Hey. Um, yay. Yeah. yeah, why not? You know, it just seems like a smart thing to do. Like, yeah. I don't want to have children. <laughs> why I don't not? Wanna... And it's also reversible. And it just seems like a reasonable thing for my ass to do at this point. <laughs> So, but then what if you reverse it back? Snip, snap, snip, snap. Snip, snap, snip. (laughs) (laughs) That's for the hardcore office listeners. (laughs) Is it really? Is it really for the hardcore office listeners and not the people who have seen probably the most famous episode? Which is date night? Yeah, because everyone's like, hey, let me watch the episode that's the most uncomfortable piece of television ever. (laughs) That's everyone's favorite episode. Uh, Nate, for you, because I know you haven't seen this, because uh, you don't watch cringe television. Um, <laughs> Michael Scott, who you're familiar as being the boss of The Office, are you familiar? Yeah, I, I know that much. I've seen <laughs> like four episodes, five episodes of The Office. Yeah, he finally convinces all of the uh, the other Office people, or excuse me, a selection of the people he wants to come over, uh, to come over for dinner night, and it becomes very awkward. One of which, the facts is that he had a vasectomy reversed twice. Yeah, yes. it was he had a vasectomy. They reversed it and then they uh they they reinstated it. <laughs> uh and that's when he goes snip snap snip snap. So yeah, I mean the fact that I can snip snap snip snap, I there's no reason not to do it. <laughs> if I can just keep snip snapping, I'm gonna do it. Um if I ever need to snip or snap, I can do it. And according mm-hmm. to Dr. Kelso well, from uh Scrubs, all that happens, not Dr. Kelso, our friend, uh Dr. <laughs> Dr. Kelso, uh, all you need is all that happens is you uh, it's a procedure, whatever. You don't really feel any pain. And then you uh, you just spend the night with a bag of peas and then you're good. <laughs> OK, I regularly spend my night with a bag of peas. That's just where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my family couldn't afford uh, 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 teddy bears. So oh. I had good old the, go- the Jolly Green Giant as my uh, oh my as my teddy bear. Honestly, I think I fell in love with peas from living with Nate. I didn't eat peas that much before. Um, and then we, yeah, I don't know. 
I had a fit of my pee. Wait, we had a bag of frozen peas for the most I of our living experience. Keep a giant bag of frozen peas in my freezer. I couldn't yeah. find the giant bag, and I was very upset. So I bought two tiny bags, and it's not cutting. I need a giant amount of frozen peas at all times. I love them. Yeah. There's, I will eat them with a spoon out of a mug that I microwaved. They're just yep, seen so it. lovely. I have been friends with Nate for a little over three years now. And this is the first I've heard that <laughs> Nate, I've been in his house every week for two years. I have never seen this giant bag of frozen peas. Look, well, I guess why Nate, would you go in his freezer? Right. And uh, Nate doesn't for the shake ice cream peas. cake that we had for everyone's <laughs> birthdays that we had. We had a running joke. Uh, this is one of my favorite things that Daddy Issues ever did was if someone missed a practice, uh, everyone would go. Well, I guess we have to throw out the cake that we were going to serve you today because we were throwing a surprise party. Oh. And then everyone would be like, no, don't throw out my cake. We had, they had that great picture of someone scooping a, a, a cake <laughs> into the trash. It was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, every got, time. it got to the point where we didn't even have to say that. We just someone would like go, hey, someone would send that picture and then everyone would go, uh. Chat can't make it to practice. <laughs> I, I like the idea that ever since I've left the group that none of you have told Jack. <laughs> and he's just been scraping cake every week into the trash. Oh, okay. We'll keep pushing it back. If Kai can't make it this week, that's fine. <laughs> oh, that's what we do. We just like we talk uh, we talk about Jack uh, a fair amount. <laughs> on the recap episodes, but Jack, you don't get enough love on the regular episodes. Let's just all say one nice thing about Jack McDermott, our first Patreon supporter. I mean, it's already been said, he is the nicest man in the entire world. Like it's, he is so kind and generous. He he is willing to do anything for anyone. I love Jack. Nate, now you. Yeah, my my nice thing about Jack is like, you know, as all of you can see behind me, I've got these IKEA shelves that are like four Mm -hmm. by four and then another one on top. Um, Jack has done a really beautiful job, not only like collecting a massive amount of board games, but like displaying them really well. He's like got his own little world that uh, is just really beautiful. And um, I think he takes pride in the things that he loves and he loves sharing them with his friends. And I think that's that's really lovely. So Nate has a four by four well, cubicle. Set. It's a six, I don't know. Six by four. I don't know if uh, I don't know if anyone is. Well, hang on. I don't know if anyone's heard about this, but he has a four by four at, with a two by four on top of it. Uh, a cubicle set. Jack has, I think, like four four by four cubicle sets, like next to each other, and it's just filled to the it might brim. Might be more. With, yeah. It might it's be filled five. to the brim with uh with board games and like Star Wars Legos. I don't know. Just it's just to really make this cool. more personal uh for the listeners because they don't know Jack McDermott. Let me get Jack McDermott's been address. On two I think episodes. I have it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do need to give out his address because Scott has to stay with him. <laughs> <laughs> Scott came on an episode it was like hey if you guys are ever in the Philly area go hang out with Jack McDermott <laughs> go stay at his house that's what he wants 
Yeah, he's such an avid supporter of the podcast. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll host anybody that listens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see Scott in three weeks. Oh, yeah, we're going to be talking more. Oh, God. <laughs> we're going to be talking about this fucking franchise for at least another six weeks. We're doing the animated. Uh, we're doing a run of the animated ones as well after we're done with the Hobbit movies. What which are the animated ones? They're from Jeff. the 70s. Uh, two of them are Rankin Bass, which you might recognize as the uh, the Christmas specials that you've seen on television, like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and uh, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town and the, the Year Without a Santa Claus, uh, The Little Drummer Boy. I'm yeah. just going to name all of them that I can think of. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he did. Uh, those guys did that one, did uh, the, the Hobbit and The Return of the King. And then... Bakshi, I think his name's Ralph Bakshi. Uh, he did the Lord of the Rings, and it's a crazy nutso movie uh, because Bakshi was a man who was notorious for doing a ton of drugs and then not having any focus whatsoever. So there's the like cohesiveness to the movie, but it does a lot of really interesting things. Uh, Bak- uh, Bakshi is the same guy who did uh, Fritz the Cat, which is essentially a, a, the first animated porno it's the first x-rated porn mo- or, or the first x-rated uh animated movie ever made i mean that's an impressive jump to make i i'm a fan of that mm, yeah and he just was he was just like all right i don't really remember making the movie because i was on so much coke that oh. who could remember <laughs> making the lord of the rings but there's like a lot of weird like interesting like he pioneered a lot of animation styles making with the movie however the movie is just like garbage but everyone who watched it were like all right that was pretty interesting that thing we should use that but like in a good movie yeah and after we're done talking about potentially six movies that are supposed to be good that kai kind of probably won't like um (laughs) we're gonna talk about movies that i apparently are supposed to be bad that i'm probably gonna love (laughs) i have a feeling that's what's gonna happen uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I've seen the Hobbit, the animated one. That one's really good. Uh, it's better than the Hobbit movies that I've seen made by Peter Jackson. Well, Ouch. isn't that a low bar? Sorry. It's a very low bar. Hmm. Uh, Nate, have, you, have you seen those or no? Because I know you saw the first three. No, so I've literally only seen the three. I haven't gone beyond that at all. Yeah, you're good. That's what that's what everyone tells. <laughs> Well, we'll find out. I don't know. I'm, I, I know this is like a thing I choose to do weekly, but this has been the hardest one we've ever done because it's you know three hour movies. Like, I hate Pitch Perfect, but I only had to do it for like an hour and a half each time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now that I know that I've watched the best of the of this whole thing, it's <laughs> <laughs> really worse from here. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, the, and the thing is with the Hobbit movies, there's no point where you could text me and be like, "What's going on here?" Because there's a good chance I don't know either. Okay, great. Because I I kind of have like, I watched the first one in theaters, and there were times where I was like, "Why are they there? Who is this guy? What's going on? Why is this a flashback? Oh, is that Sauron? Okay, cool, I guess." Uh, 
there's a lot of things that I don't really like with the Lord of the Rings at any point you could text me and just be like, who's this guy? What's going on? Which is what you uh, you did a couple of times. Yeah. And still, honestly, I'll be honest, I have no fucking clue what's really that like what happened. I get it that I I do like I get that two hobbits, they did their own side journey. I understand apparently the books were kind of written in like split screen. And that's a that's a cool improv term for all you kids uh, and people who date people who are improvisers. I'm so sorry. You know what that is, Rachel. Uh, (laughs) It's also where like them. Yeah. What? It's also a concept in movies. <laughs> sure, I guess. I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it until I did improv about the concept of being like, cool. It's just, I, what do you call it in movies when there's just like two different side plots going on at the same time? A split yeah. screen. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I learned something today. I always thought that dogs laid eggs. And I a learned split screen is when they <laughs> literally split the screen in half and then one thing is going on on one side and right. another I mean, thing is going on the other. Right. That doesn't happen in this film. But I mean, like the the basically this whole thing is just like Frodo and fucking Sam have their thing going on and everybody else has their fucking thing going on. So like. Yeah, I, I don't know about y'all, but. I didn't give that much of a shit about Frodo and Sam, which was supposed to be yeah. in my mind when I, I as a, someone who's never watched these. And I was just like, I thought it was about the little guys. I thought it was about the hobbits. I thought the whole movie was about these two hobbits that had to do the thing. And then instead, it's just like a lot of other shit. There's a reason why they get very little screen time in comparison to everyone else. It's because their story isn't that interesting. They they kind of walk for a while uh, and then they end up in Osgiliath. They get captured and then they walk a little for, bit more. Uh, and then they go to Shelob's lair. And then they're like, oh, no. And then they walk in Mordor for a little while. And then they then they just drop a ring into the fire. Like, that's not the most interesting story mm. film-wise. Whereas everyone else is like, oh, we've got to save this kingdom. And once we're done saving this kingdom, we got to go save this other kingdom. And while we're doing that, we got to make a distraction so that Frodo can walk across Mordor. Like... There's a and lot then, more going on with them. And then just Gimli, who we would watch a movie all on his own. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, I'm being negative. So <laughs> give me some positives here that you generally. So you'd you love a whole Gimli movie? Uh, his He was the funniest thing in the whole entire world. I've never seen the extended edition before. And then like we watched all of those. And I didn't realize how much funny stuff they cut out of mm-hmm. him. But he is just constantly like nailing the one-liners. He's... Constantly in contest with Legolas. Just see, I guess the, the I, I so I took lead from the last time or the two towers, and Jim's like, "Don't watch the extended; it's a waste of your life." It was uh, four and a half hours, that was right? A good move. And I did the same thing for this. I was like, <laughs> "I'm not watching the extended." So, but from just the unextended, the theatrical version, all I got was, "I'm tiny. I'm going to make a joke about being tiny. I'm tiny." <laughs> yeah. But no, there's also that part where he goes, the bearded women. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. The little bearded women. That was, that was a good part. Um, and then he does the drinking contest with Legolas. And then Legolas was like, oh, I can feel it in my fingers. And then Gimli's like, oh, he can't hold his liquor. Like all. <laughs> and he passes out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I gotta. I guess I gotta like give Gimli a little bit more credit. Apparently, there's more humor to this guy than I thought. So, and I don't know, like maybe just because I'm also tiny and I like relate to him, <laughs> and I feel like if I was a character, I'd be Gimli, even though Jim says no, I'd be Legolas. She like, said that's part this. of it. She is not at all. <laughs> she is a femboy. Through and through. <laughs> She's not this little bear. 
that's uh, hanging out with. They, she's not this cub that just like follows them around. <laughs> that is like pride. That has serious pride issues. Yeah, and there's that one part where the the, the femboy murders like thirty people, and then he goes, "It still only counts as one." Oh, the best one. <laughs> now you got me thinking about who I am. Anybody know who they are in this in this in this world? Well, Jim and I discussed it, and apparently we're both Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> Kai, who do you think I am? I'm trying to think about that. I mean, Bro. okay. Uh, I see, well, first I, I off, can see I, Nate as an Elrond. The thing is, is I can see who you could play oh, well based on right? everything oh, I know about you. That's right. That is Elrond. Kai, you, anything you're about to say is wrong. It's Elrond. Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is just that, well, what I was going to say is different. I've, I've done improv with Nate, and I know that Nate enjoys playing villainous characters, so I actually think you'd be a really great uh, salamander guy. What's his name? Sauron. <laughs> no, I think I'll take both of those. I'll take, I honestly take both of those. If I was going to be an evil dude, I think yeah. I would be Saruman. I think, I think I really would be. Yeah. Uh, but if I wanted to, you know, play up my morals and like be a good person, I I think Elrond is the right choice. Damn, you y'all are nailing it. <laughs> um, I also think you're Galadriel. Oh wow, you have some good characters, Nate. Who? Wait, who's Galadriel? <laughs> Galadriel She's the elf is. Queen. Yeah. Oh, that's the one who was like, I passed the test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she she like turns black for a little bit and she's like, I could rule them with my beauty. <laughs> and then she like comes back down. And she's like, I passed its test. And we're like, that was passing the test. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I, I, you know what? She's probably right in the middle, right? Like on the on the like mm-hmm. good and evil spectrum because she's got a both. She's got them both in there, and clearly she's got the evil under wraps. But it is there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she, so, she is purely good. Uh, don't, don't, you do not, you do not talk about Galadriel that way. <laughs> because she'll come out and smite the shit out of you with her evil side. Well, no, her evil side is her saying, "I would rule the world with how beautiful and kind I am." Like that was her, that was her evil side. Was she even the most evil she can be? Uh, is I will rule over everyone with how cool I am. Yeah, okay, well, then I'm not her, because I'm definitely a, a tad more evil than that on the inside. Yeah. I just said her, because I was like, I want to have a guest, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was a good one. And all, all she does is kind of hang out in the woods, and it's just, like, sad. And then eventually she goes <laughs> to, uh, then she goes to live in the Undying Lands. Undying Lands. I don't. I don't think I'm anybody in this fran- like in this franchise. <laughs> I'm really having a hard time, and I think the reason why I'm probably shitting on Sam so much is probably because most of the time I shit on people is because I identify with them, especially as like mm. I don't know. I I don't know. It's probably honestly what Nate. You've lived with me. Am I calling yeah. myself out? Is this appropriate? Yeah, you're kind of Sam. I kind of <laughs> see Kai as both Mary and Pippin. Like the entity of, oh, of I'm into this. I'm into this. Talk to me. Talk to me. Because yeah. it's a very like a you got like a Phil and Lil situation going on. So I'm open to it. <laughs> exactly. Like you got a little a little bit of sass, a little bit of like, oh nope, nope, don't do that. You know, like that kind of stuff. You, you yeah, hold yourself together. You're the kind of person that I would go, hey Kai, um, we're in this cave. You need to be as quiet as possible. And you would be like, <laughs> okay, cool. And then you'd knock a bucket into <laughs> a cave. 
and then wake up the Balrog, who is a low level. <laughs> and then the rest of us have to be like, well, fuck. <laughs> Didn't mean to, still lovable. Everybody loves me. No, it happens. What I love is that this is very appropriate. I can see myself spit firing between both of their personalities big time. Um, hell yeah. No, that's that's spot on. I'll take that. I, it was funny because while I was thinking about it, I was like, well, Kai's definitely a hobbit. But then I'm like, all right, well, which one of the two are they? And then <laughs> I couldn't decide. And then dropping the dropping the the truth bombs here being like, Kai's both. <laughs> well, I also think I'd be captured. I think in this story. <laughs> so you're you never gonna get captured at the, at the end of the first movie. Yeah. I think that's my vibe. I think that's, that's where I'm at. Because I'd be like, oh, all right. Everything will work out for me. I'll probably be fine. I probably shouldn't work hard not to get captured. And then I get captured. <laughs> I guess oh. I guess in this scenario, I guess I get to be Gandalf because all, all I am is just pissed. And just like, <laughs> Peregrine took you fool. Fool of a took. <laughs> Next time you throw yourself down the well itself, that way we might save ourselves some pain. Uh, I love how much he hates Pippin. Like, oh. Uh. And then, like, the one time that he's looking at Pippin lovingly is when he's being reminded of Frodo when, like, Frodo was, like, at the party <laughs> with Bilbo. He wasn't even looking lovingly at Pippin. Pippin's just like, oh, he loves me. And Ganda- and then Aragorn comes up, and then he's like, ah, oh, I miss Frodo, too. Like, <laughs> poor, poor Pippin. <laughs> oh, wait. This is something, I don't, I don't know if Kai and Nate have seen this. Um, Rachel probably has. One of my favorite <laughs> things is that Frodo never interacts with Legolas. And that includes the scene where the Fellowship finally gets reunited, and they're all hanging out in that room, and Merry and Pippin are, like, jumping on Frodo in the bed, and then Sam comes in, and he, like, shoots that look, and, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to blow you now. Like, that kind of... But, like, Gimli and Aragorn and Gandalf come in, they're all laughing... When Gimli comes in, he, he goes, Gimli! And then Aragorn comes in, he goes, Aragorn! And then Legolas <laughs> comes in and he, like, nods at him. Almost like he doesn't know his name. Like, oh, what is your name? Oh, fuck. Uh, he never once speaks to him. The, the, the only time Legolas speaks to Frodo is when he says, you have my bow. <laughs> they don't they don't interact and there's a joke that they don't know each other like they've been hanging out there like, who is that guy i mean that'd be kind of shitty you're in a fellowship you should probably know who's in your fellowship yeah like this is just like we got to protect this ring bearer dude and i don't know who that is but i'm just gonna shoot a lot of people he shot but, so many but I'm gonna I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you that scene again and you're gonna watch it and he says literally everyone's name except for Legolas. <laughs> I, I will say as much as I my brain goes back and forth between being like this is gonna be like quickly turn into a porn because there <laughs> I'm also a person over here being a huge advocate for the fact that there is a lot of just like like man on man affection that mm-hmm. is just like genuine and like uh, mm-hmm. i will i was very happy that frodo gave like a kiss on the forehead at samwise that was mm-hmm. like really loving and like sincere and as someone who has not been grown or raised excuse me to uh to be encouraged to 
give affection towards uh, people, you know, racism man encouraged to do so towards other men. That's not a thing you're encouraged to do without it being like overly sexualized. I'll give it to 2002, 2003. Those were two years that these movies came out in. Great. For actively being like, you know what? Fuck it. These hobbits just genuinely care about each other. And that's just the kind of love that they show each other. Um, Um, I appreciate that. I, I, I like that you're saying that because you're right. It is great that these men are very, they show love and affection for each other. Uh, but they also want to blow each other a little bit. Like my brain keeps going back and forth. <laughs> the unfortunate thing of that is uh, back in 2003, when these movies came out, everyone was like, they're gay. Hey, check out these gay hobbits. And that was a punchline back then. So, you know, back then it was like, punchline gay people the gay people is funny fast forward 20 years and now we get to appreciate what like the actual intention peter jackson had which was like yeah men can be tender and loving to each other and it's not a bad thing and like they cry all the time which i think is really because they're all very manly men Mm -hmm. they're they're all like oh then we do we slaughter dragons and kill people but they also (laughs) are like my friend, my friend died. I'm crying. Yeah, Nate. Yeah, well, I mean, there's an irony to like, I'm so manly because I kill people, but then you're sad when a friend dies. You killed someone's friend several times over. No, no, they're orcs. They don't matter. They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> no, okay. I was actually thinking about that. They all have lives. They clearly all have things that they do on their off time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually something that's built into the books because there's there's like named orcs who have who show up in different parts of the books who it's actually one in the movie his name's Shagrat uh he's at the he shows up at Shelob's lair um and he kidnaps Frodo uh he he shows up earlier in the two towers he's he's a recurring character in the book so he's got a life that's going on and they like talk to each other and they're like hey what's did you catch that show the other night yeah, like, and Jim, one of your favorite characters was an orc, the one who carried the torch and that had the really big uh, neck muscles. Yeah, I think I'm gonna make a like a TikTok of my top five favorite Lord of the Rings characters who don't have names, because <laughs> it's like that guy, uh, <laughs> Brett McKenzie, when he's in the movie for two seconds, uh, the uh, the the Hobbit who smiles and then his wife comes up and yeah. he's proud. And uh, uh, Flight of the Conquerors guy who played the elf. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. He was, in, he was more prominent in this one because he goes, my lady, we have to go. And she's like, huh, and she runs away and he's like, my lady. <laughs> Most beautiful girl in the home. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, the only connect, like, I didn't know that that song existed, like, the uh, the Most Beautiful Girl in the World or Most Beautiful Girl in the Room. What's it called? Most Beautiful Girl in the Room. Right. Until uh, Kelso. Will Smith. Who is yet to be on this podcast. Um, kind I, of actually, a legend on this podcast because we right. don't, we've never had them on yet. I don't know. I'll, I'll edit over it if I'm not allowed to, but I think legally Kelso. Will Smith. At the moment, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, did they get it, like, officially changed? I think, I think so. so. Um, nice. but if not, uh, can I get a celebrity, Nate? Will Smith. Great. <laughs> can you say it five more times? <laughs> Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith, Jaden Smith. Yay! 
but it was because uh, Kelso did that for a uh, improv karaoke jam, and I was like, "Wow, this person loves this fucking song. What is this?" <laughs> and then, before, like, honestly, before that, I had never been a Flight of the Concords fan. I honestly haven't seen much of it other than their HBO special and like a tidbit of their shows. Um, but I did go, "Hey, that's that fucking guy." <laughs> this movie. I was like, hey, hey, hey. We wouldn't have known that though. Like, because these movies came out before the Flight of the Concords mm-hmm. were famous. Right. Um are there things that you want to make sure to, uh make its way onto this episode? Jim, if you have one, this is your responsibility to bring it up. Yeah, I I can vamp while everyone looks. Um so I love these movies. I absolutely adore them. Uh and I cried so much at the ending of this i like it's this is like the 10th time i've watched this movie and it still makes me cry every time when gandalf says uh 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 you you can cry because not all cry not all tears are evil uh it's just like oh they tell me tell me to cry more wizard daddy like uh (laughs) it's, it's so beautiful and like I, I I love this movie so much. Uh, it's so good with all its twenty endings that it has. <laughs> but um, which actually, the part where they're they're sitting on the rock uh, about to die, and Sam is like, "Well, I guess this is the end," and it fades to black in the theater. That black part was like a minute long before it faded back to the normal movie and then some people were like well i guess the movie's over i guess they just fucking die on that rock (laughs) and then they started to leave and then they're like oh oh no there's still like a half hour of this movie left (laughs) that's fantastic so for like dvd and extended versions they shortened that part that blackness to be like two seconds long instead that's actually a pretty good call. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'd be one of those people who would just be like, and now I'm leaving because this is the fucking longest <laughs> pulse. Yeah. Well, they threw that, you know, they threw that ring into the lake of fire or whatever. I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't care how they end up. I don't care if I'm about to cry when everyone kneels down for the uh, for the hobbits. I've really been waiting this long to say this, and it burns, burns, burns. <laughs> the ring of fire, get it? Because it's no. goes into the. Is that like a song or something? Uh... I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It just it was stuck in my head for no reason at all. <laughs> uh, anybody? Do you have a thing? Anybody? Anybody? Um, oh, I liked the one. Sorry, after how Jim's was beautiful and like lovely. And then I just keep thinking about how when we were watching it together and they got really excited for the, the Grom, whatever. Jim, what was it called? Grond. Grand, and then they start like chant- chanting "Grand" as it like barricades against the door. It was like the oh, big wolf yeah, thing. Yeah. And then, it, like, if you just think about it in like everyday terms, like, just I just thought about Jim doing this. I don't know why I was like, no, not me. It's got to be Jim. Like him and all his computer people are just like at work, and they're like, oh, this is this just this, is, this ticket just stumped me. <laughs> Linux, Linux. <laughs> <They start> chanting. <laughs> Which like, I was like. The- equivalent <laughs> i was like oh so we're gonna solve this problem with an operating system <laughs> i don't know i don't know computers i just 
listened to a word you said once and repeated it. But I thought it was a good choice. <laughs> it was a good choice. That it's I, just that chose Linux, which I don't know. I don't know Linux. <laughs> I've never used Linux before. Yeah, but if you're debugging a Windows problem, the solution is probably to use Linux. Uh, yeah, Nate's got me. Thank I know. you. <laughs> I enjoyed it as someone who knows a little bit of both and uh, likes Linux way better. Yeah, every programmer likes Linux way better. Windows is made for people who aren't uh, programmers. It's yes, so bloated true. and like, <laughs> who cares? Whereas Linux is like, yeah, it does everything you want, but good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who's got one okay. for me? I got I got some thoughts for you. So my final thoughts here are that as much as I, I kind of think of all three movies as like one unit, I don't really think they're totally separatable because if you stopped after the second movie, like what? Like there's a hang, like you're not done, right? You're not done. Yeah. It's like the end of a chapter. It doesn't feel like the end of a movie. So I, I think of it as one unit and I do really love the whole thing. I think it's, it's timeless in a way that's really beautiful that I think will continue. But since we're talking specifically about the third movie, I mean, I like the second one better because at the end of the day, I don't watch Lord of the Rings to see these people be happy. I watch Lord <laughs> of the Rings because I want... No, I really don't. I watch Lord of the Rings because I want Legolas to kill elephants. Like, that is... That's it. That's all I want. I just want him to fucking kill elephants single-handedly, and that's fucking awesome. And most... Like, a huge... Not most. This movie's long. A huge chunk of this movie... Is watching these people be happy, and I'm like, Mm-mm. I think I, I would, would be good. I'm just being like happily ever after, bye, and calling it a day. That would have been fine with me. Like, we'll go on the wiki later, and we'll learn what happened to them. <laughs> but I just like, <laughs> I'm good. I'll go back to my life for a hot second. That kind of makes sense though, because when I when I watch these movies, it's like the first movie is more of a horror movie than it is anything else. Like. It's a because Peter Jackson has a background in horror, he really like emphasizes that. And it's a lot of them discovering like, oh, fuck, this world isn't safe. So they do mm. a lot of like horror things with in the first one. The second one is almost like a play uh, because it's a lot of like talking and setting up things and going, here's what's going on, uh, moving pieces around. And then there's these three big action scenes at the end. And like it all culminates to that. And then the third movie is just straight up action for three hours. And then it has 10 endings. Like that's, that's how those structure, those movies are structured. So the second movie is the fantasy drama more than anything else, which is why it just depends on your taste. Like all three of them, all three movies have something to offer for everyone. Yeah, that's a unit. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, and also uh, the books. It's not books. It's one book. Lord of the Rings was written as one book, and it was separated right. into three books by his publisher to make more money. And he was like, "No, mm. this is one unit. It's one big book." I didn't and, know that. Yeah, and they separate into technically six books, but like it's one big book that he that he wrote all at once. Same with the movies. The movies are one big movie that they directed all at once and then split it up into three movies which good they split these up into three movies yeah that's more consumable um and then the the thing that i'll the last thing i'll say from my notes that i really like is that um and this this is some this is something that emily told me but i also like totally agree and i noticed myself too is that the music is just so fucking on point (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the howard shore score 
it's just it, like not only do the, like is all the music good in and of itself but like they mix the themes together at the right points really like mm-hmm. elegantly it's not really catchy and you can tell and it just feels right even if you're not noticing it like it feels right and for all the different like points it's just like really really well done so here's here's an interesting thing about it is there's a fellowship theme the dun dun da, 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 that is the fellowship theme and it has a, a, in the first movie you hear it a bunch and it's got a ton of instruments in it in the second and third movie you hear it a lot but it's all broken up and each section of the fellowship has their own instruments Whoa. associated with it that's really cool. if you listen to it uh i'm just going to throw it out there but like the horns like the French horn is only associated with Frodo and Sam. So you'll hear the theme, but only with them. And that's because the fellowship is broken up. And the next time you hear, the only time you hear this theme altogether again is in that scene where they're all in slow motion and they're laughing. And that's what, and it's when the fellowship is all back together again, they play the theme with every, uh, with all of it intact. I love that. That's like, mm-hmm. someone gave a shit. Someone woke up and gave a shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's our sure. Also, right. Billy Boyd made up that song that he sings in the hall. Huh. That was lyrics from the book. And then he just was like, yeah, I'll just sing anything. Well, let's see where this goes. Who is Billy Boyd? Pippin. Okay, cool. Yeah, they apparently, apparently what happened was they went, like a bunch of people went to like a karaoke night and they were like, Oh, guys, Pippin can sing. That's fucking wild. And they were like, oh, we should put that in the movie. And then <laughs> oh it's God. the wonderful part where he's eating cherry tomatoes and it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You said that at the start of the movie and I was like, that's such a weird thing to notice. It sounds like a little moment. And then it happened and I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> you don't understand. I love these movies. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Uh, Kai, what's in your list? So, I can't be the only one who thinks this. Do they make that orc look like sloth intentionally? Like, (laughs) from relationship to the Goonies? Or no? Because... Hey, you guys! (laughs) There's this one orc that just looks like, yeah, like you microwaved his face a little bit, and then we're like, yeah, it's sloth enough. (laughs) Uh, I recently watched a TikTok where they did that thing where it's like the, uh, the line goes across the screen and then it like freezes whatever's on the line at that point. And uh, this girl, like she laughs in the middle of it and her face looks like that guy. And everyone has been putting that uh, <laughs> editing that uh, TikTok with uh, Lord of the Rings. I think uh, the last thing I want to bring up is I want to give credit to my partner, Jack. Uh, they pointed this out and it just kind of, it also, I agree. Uh, I think it's fucking cheating. Uh, when there's just beings that can throw giant bits of like concrete chaos, whatever, just ground. If you're on this, like, that's not fair. I want that on my side of the war. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> if your side of the war, <laughs> you just throw a heavy mass of earth <laughs> at my side and destroy like 20 of us at the same time. <laughs> that seems like cheating. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is the movie that I went to go see in theaters uh, with friends um, as like a sure I'll go to a movie with you guys. Fell asleep, 
woke up battles battles are happening i'm just like all right and then i fell back asleep <laughs> you could have you could have woken up at any point during the movie because yeah, there's so I, many <laughs> battles <laughs> the end credits. so I, now i've seen this movie i feel no better or worse <laughs> <laughs> same experience <laughs> uh, all right. we, let's wrap this up we we're gotta done. do this all right so we're at the point uh if there are things uh in the universe uh that you would like to people on this episode listening to would have made it this far um <laughs> what do you want them to know what do you, what do you what do you, is it that's important i do this weirdly every time what is it that's inside your soul <laughs> that, oh what God, Kai's trying to say is that you need what, to what do you gotta promote yeah <laughs> nate what do you have to promote <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll i'll go I'll... I'll go first. Um, so this is <laughs> this is gonna be unconventional, unconventional because so my grandmother died last month and I gave her eulogy last last this past Friday, and you know there's like some standard formulas for writing eulogies and one of them is like you get like a a a, a mandate at the end, a call to action in their honor, do a thing, and it makes people feel good when you stop talking. Um, and I did that this time because she was always someone who wanted to um, like tell you to take a take a break, relax, eat something you enjoy. Um, she always had like candy in her purse and stuff like that. Uh, and I truly believe that people sometimes just need to do that for themselves and not wait for someone to tell them to do that. So what I will promote uh, is for everybody listening to take a minute, think about something that could give yourself a little bit of a break. So doing something that you enjoy and like treat yourself a little bit, um, no matter how hard life has been or how stressed out you are right now, like maybe you can find a way to to make a little oasis for yourself. Um, that was really sweet. Uh, I do that like so though good. that your eulogy had action items for people <laughs> to take care of. I just watched a bunch of eulogies on the internet and was like, how does this work? Because I've never written one. And that was one of the things was just like, at the end, wrap it up with one of these and then everyone will love it. And I was like, all right, sounds good. (laughs) Sounds like you nailed it. That sounds awesome. I'm not surprised. Like, I knew you were going to kill that eulogy, man. Wait a (laughs) <laughs> like I, i've had oh, no, probably I've had, a very a poor choice of words joke. that you just used oh no i know i could say that well i'm saying with nate on a podcast which other people are going to listen to which so i sound insensitive but nate am i fine <laughs> yeah no, you're fine but as I mean, one I mean, previous eulogy writer to another i think i knew you were going to kill it i knew you were going to do way better honestly i wish there was a time machine that makes you go back in time and do my grandfather's eulogy because you would have been in a better job oh man i'm so jealous you guys have got to do all these eulogies like <laughs> <laughs> uh rachel what do you have to promote oh um i you guys are saying such deep things and then i go after i i was gonna say i'm i'm not a a funny person or a deep person but everybody go see daddy issues y'all y'all are pretty cool so Uh. go improv I was really hoping you would have been like Bill and Ted for a second and be like, uh, be excellent to each other. <laughs> no, I'm digging this. Honestly, I think we need to get more of a repetition of just like all of our guests just encouraging people to just like be good people. Um, that's also really solid advice. You know? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. No, I'm with mm-hmm. that. Oh, I love you guys. 
I miss you guys. Oh. <sighs> Don't. I yeah, sorry. I was talk- guys, I was talking. I was talking to the guests. I was talking to the listeners. I wasn't talking about you. Uh, I- I'll get out of here then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you both so much for talking to us about this long movie slash not really talking about it. That's the whole point. We did a great job. Um, I can't wait till I can physically be in the same space and share space with you. Uh, we'll talk about that as a possibility that might be happening actually a lot sooner than we think. Um, Anyways, ooh, will Kai actually go to Philadelphia soon? Oh, find out soon. <laughs> find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. We will be back uh, next week. Uh, we're going to be continuing on with this journey going into uh, The Hobbit. Jim, insert the ending after The Hobbit. Uh, an unexpected journey. Thank you so much. Uh, Derek Hayes will be joining us. No, Derek Hayes is not joining us for Cars. Although, <laughs> that's what Derek wanted so hard. But instead, Lord of the Rings beat cars. <laughs> Honestly, uh, uh, Kai, I think it would be I think it would be really funny if you just said, hey, fuck it, just watch Cars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you watch Cars. You watch, watch Cars. Lord of the Rings, or we'll watch, we'll the watch The Hobbit. Hobbit. I already told him. I ran into him. And he, I was like, you know, you really don't have to watch. He was like, oh, thank God. Like, not, I was like, we're not going to talk about the movie ever. <laughs> I was, hold on, are both of you mad at me for making you watch a little bit of this movie or pay attention to the concept of this movie after having done the whole podcast? I watched them all anyways. And I, I really enjoy the Lord of the Rings movies. So this was well, like a grand old time. I did too. Like I, I actually decided right before I moved, like right before I needed to unpack, I was like, you know what? I want to watch all the Lord of the Rings again. And then I did. And so I didn't actually watch it for this episode. I just, I watched it a couple weeks ago and I didn't have time to watch it before. And so when you're like, do you want to do one on the, the return of the King? And I was like, yeah, I literally just watched that. So here we are. Yeah. Sorry, um, I burnt. Bad the, uh, the point is we'll be back next time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we got to end this episode. It's been over two hours. We have to end it. Bye everybody. Goodbye. We're leaving you. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> oh, don't tell Rachel I said that. Yeah. Hey! Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure. And on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect. <laughs>